Price is Right jingle? Ba-dum, 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 and um, that just happened. Mark Anthony. Um, I'm Adam Flores. I'm Rodney Sinio, signing off from the FTC. So promotions. So the UTJH Mark II drive is officially over. You actually can still pick up the shirt if you wish, but the campaign itself is over with for now. So thank you for everybody that supported us in that endeavor. Obviously, as we said, you know, once we get whatever money that we have coming to us, it is going to be going towards the charity that we're supporting. Also, yeah, represent.com has to take their cut out. So it's yeah. um, going to be roughly a hundred something dollars that they're going to cut us. Plus everybody gets a shirt. Yeah. Ordered one. And it's a pretty awesome looking shirt. Also, I know it's far in advance, but April 24th, I believe it is, or 25th, 2015, we will be at C2E2. It's a Saturday. I'll probably get there right when the doors open. If you guys happen to be in the greater Chicagoland area, it'll be at McCormick Place. Uh, you could go online at C2E2.com to get ticket information. And if you wish to meet us up there, we will most likely be wearing one of the two UTJH shirts, either the Mark One or the Mark Two, and we'll be around. You know, even if you see somebody that happens to have a UTJH shirt that you're you're not sure if it's Rodney or myself, ask them. They can, I can guarantee you they know where to find us. So please show some support to the combo community and meet us out over there. Oh, it's at McCormick Place. Did I mention that? I don't know. I don't know either. So McCormick Place. It's uh, downtown, south of downtown Chicago. It's a, it's a pretty great venue. I have a lot of fun. We've been going the past four years or so. Make sure to support or buy American on 9-11. It's our on 9-11. You only buy stuff to help boost the economy, the American economy, for that one day since the terrorists try to take that away from us, those bastards. Fuck all things Kanye West and Kim Kardashian. That includes you, Mark Anthony. <laughs> Why are you looking at me? Because <laughs> I'm sure you're playing the app right now, the Kim Kardashian I app. am. I need more fans if you guys want to give me some. Oh, my God. So, fuck those idiotic people. The Fuck Fox Fantastic Four campaign is going to be coming up really soon. There's still no trailer for this bullshit movie, even though the movie's been completely shot. And I would just say over and over again, fuck that movie, fuck that movie. What's the reason? Like, why are you so pissed about it? Why is that um, movement? Because Marvel, now that they've had enough money, they've originally, they gave the rights over to Fox and Sony to make certain movies, X-Men, Spider-Man, Fantastic Four, Fantastic Four, Daredevil. And they said, here are the rights, we're broke, just make some movies of the characters that we own. Like, here, have fun. Who's make- broke? Marvel at the time was broke. Marvel Not- went through a broke period? Oh, yeah. And um, so they made the movies, they ended up making a lot of money. They were all made fucking horribly wrong, according to, you know, the combo community. The the source material was just butchered. So then, after all this time, then Marvel started coming out with Iron Man, which was its first Marvel complete movie, where Marvel had complete control over what was going to be going on in that movie. I mean, they still gave directors creative control and stuff, but they're just like, look, you can't deviate too far from the base storyline because this the fans themselves have been clamoring to see this kind of thing and it's the fans that we want to please the most first and foremost so they made all these movies and then now all the expiration dates for the rights that these people have bought from marvel are coming to an end so marvel's like okay it's time to renegotiate we want our rights back and fox is like well we don't want to give you the rights especially not to x-men they're like fine then give us fantastic four and fox is like well we don't want to give you fantastic four because what if we want to make a silver surfer movie so marvel's like all right keep the rights Go fuck yourself. We're not giving you any merchandising rights. You can make the movie, but you can't. All the there won't be any toys coming out. We're discontinuing the movie itself. They even stopped production of the comic book. Yeah. Wow. Our beef with the whole fuck Fox's Fantastic Four stems from an interview with Kate Mara, where she asks, she publicly asks the director, you know, I'm really excited about this movie. I'd like to get familiar with the backstory. You know, if he could recommend some comic books that I should read. And the director goes, No, no, no. We're not basing the story on any comic books. You know, it's going to be an all new story. I'm going in a different direction. Ouch. So a big part of it's like. Look, us nerds are the reason why this shit's being made, period. Right, how do you alienate your fan base like that? So we're going to alienate them right back. We're going to vote worth our dollars. Interesting. I think you should. Yeah. Even the execs in Fox who have been screened the, the cut of this movie say it's fucking horrible. <laughs> they say it's more like a chronicle like a chronicle movie than it is a superhero movie. Okay. Like Chronicle of Riddick? Or what no, no. About? There's a movie called Chronicle oh, that came okay. out a few years ago. So fuck Fox's Fantastic Four. Even the executives of Fox are saying fuck Fox's Fantastic Four. So now we've, you know, moved on to another F. So if they're saying it's bad, no reason to give them any of your fucking money. You guys got any promotions? Yeah, I'm going to promote my friend's bar, uh, Zach Bar, on 9117 East 61st Street in uh, Winbur. Winbur. I get it. 
Yeah. Come out there for a Hawks game after the uh, All-Star break. A good place to watch Bulls games, Hawks games. Local watering hole. Great drink specials. Go see my friend Zach. I get it also. Uh, let's see. Oh, keep an eye on our page for the uh, Watch Movies with us. Uh, oh, yeah. We'll send out an event. I think the first movie we're going to watch is going to be Tusk. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk a little bit about that today in our uh, on my Just Saw segment much later in the show. So just uh, make sure to check out the Facebook page and the UTJH page. We're going to be posting up an event up for that really, really soon. All right, guys? All right. Any more promotions? Just our show in general. Find us on Podomatic.com. Leave us some comments. You can also find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, UTGH.net. Thanks to Brian and uh, the folks over at Bunch of Junk. And also uh, Facebook.com forward slash hashtag spelled out UTJH. Yep. All right. Moving on to our open forum of this fine and beautiful day. Rodney's cousin suggested that we discuss briefly about the actors that we could see playing the Joker. Is that right? Yeah. So So I think there was an article about... uh, like the 15 characters that would make a good Joker. 15 actors. 15 actors. Sorry. All right, so I'm going to throw it out there. Adrian Brody, first and foremost, has the acting ability, I would think, to pull off the role. Has the physical look about him that it wouldn't be that much of a stretch from what you see in, like, the comic book version of the Joker. He's played crazy, like in the movie The Jacket, and he could also play, you know, the docile side like he kind of did in King Kong before he became the Joker just to show, you know, both sides of that coin. Bradley Cooper, I think he would actually play an amazing joker when you see him smile and you know even even in uh wedding crash where you, where you actually played a bad guy like he appears to be the lovable asshole in that movie and for the most part that could be a recasting of the joker where fine if if you want to change it up a little bit he's a little bit more swole so he could go toe-to-toe with batman in uh in an actual fight which would be pretty cool to watch so those are my two top ones that i think i would pick i haven't really seen him play crazy though like Bradley Cooper. Have you seen fucking Silver Linings Playbook? He's crazy all over that shit. No, I haven't seen that movie yet. Yeah, I'm not sure. I can't remember what, what's his actual diagnosis, but he plays like a guy who's like fleetingly crazy and like, you know, there are parts where they actually show him getting really upset with himself because he can't function the same way. I mean, it's not so much psychotic crazy, but it shows his range that he could have, I think. Anyone else? I think Daniel Day-Lewis, he might not have the facial structure, but he would own that. Oh yeah, Daniel Day-Lewis, amazing actor. I mean, name one movie that he was in that he didn't just embrace that character completely. He becomes that character. He emerges into that character. It's phenomenal. Yeah. I would like to see what it is playing on it with you. I think I would like to see James Franco play the Joker. He had kind of shades of it in the Spider-Man, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man, where he was happy but a little crazy after he came back from whatever it was, his amnesia about his father dying. My thing is, he's got a weird lisp when he talks. Like he's, It's not necessarily lisp. He just slurs his S's a little bit. And if every movie's in, just kind of throws me off. I'm kind of just James Franco'd out. <laughs> like he's just said so many things. Yeah. Am I the only one that feels that way? No, no. He's been, he's been in quite a lot in the past few months alone, just seeing his face everywhere from the interview and then he's been on almost every talk show and you know radio show it's, it gets to be a little much he hasn't been on this podcast so i can't yeah. give him too much credit he needs like a drug problem or something to kind of just go away from sorry about the kids if you hear uh, a lot of screaming we are not beating our children <laughs> <laughs> we're not sorry about the kids fuck you it is what it is you're gonna either have some one day or you're experiencing it right now and it's part of life still sorry <laughs> what do you got i wonder if christopher lloyd could pull it off might be a little I think, yeah, I was old. Say he's a little old now, but I mean, it'd be interesting. We could stretch it even further, like like Liam Neeson or something. Money. Just wrapped up. Like someone totally doesn't make sense. I really don't want Liam Neeson. <laughs> well, on on this list, then uh, was uh, tagged on me by my cousin William Defoe's on the list, which you know I could really see him playing it, but um, probably in like Return of the Joker and like a Batman Beyond story. I think he might be good in that. Just to spin out a couple names that are on this list, Jake Gyllenhaal. Which do we really want another Gyllenhaal? in another Batman movie. Hmm. Uh, Hugh Laurie was up there. Christian Bale. I mean, Christian Bale would be that little twist that everyone's like, oh, I see what you did there. Batman and the Joker? Crazy. But no. Brad Pitt was on the list. I think people just like to see Brad Pitt in anything. Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood, I think, would do do a very good job. Jim Carrey. John Hamm. Not Jim Carrey. Nicolas Cage. Corey Michael Smith from uh, Gotham would be good in it. I think that's the guy that plays Penguin. Oh, yeah. Now it's hard to see him outside the Penguin. Matt Smith. Tom Hiddleston, I think, would be a real good one. I can only see him as Loki now. Johnny Depp. Loki so well, too. Johnny Depp, kind of the obvious choice. Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz could play anybody. Benedict Cumberbatch. I don't know if I agree with that. I'm sorry about my wife being very loud upstairs. <laughs> You're just sorry altogether. And uh, honorable mention for Rowan Atkinson. Wow. Mr. Bean. I don't know. See, that would be different. 
Got the bug-eyed look about him. Certainly play crazy looking. That'd be a good stretch for him. Like, you don't know him outside of what he's known for, being funny. Like, to see him in a role where he has words and has to add character to it, that'd be phenomenal to see. Well, he played Zazu in The Lion King. I think he pulled that role off really In the well. cartoon Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> God, you make me want to fuck myself. Wow. All right, so uh, what was your top topic that you wanted, or your, uh, excuse me, your open forum that you wanted to get into? My open forum would be, I'm just wondering, like, as a guy talking to other guys, oh, am, I the other, am I the only one that's ever had to fake an orgasm? See? You're thinking about it. I've had to fake an I orgasm have. more than once. See? And I think women would be shocked by that shit. But I faked an orgasm, so did you. Well, what's your story? Oh, man, I'm not, I cannot give a story. I mean, I think women want to know, like, what I the... wish I could give a story. It just, it wasn't good. I, I made the face and, ah, ah, and then ran to the bathroom and finished off. Was there rubber was or wasn't there? There was. So wouldn't a woman, a woman would know if there wasn't a rubber, right? I don't know how much searching they do afterwards. Like, hold on. Nope, there wasn't anything. Like, I think they're just, you know. See what I did? I did two things happen. Oh my God. You came up with some kind of like concoction or something. No. You weird bastard. Well, so number one was the pussy was just so bad. Like, it had, like, fibroids or some shit inside. We're, like, 15 minutes into this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Dropping pee bombs and cup stains all over the place already. I mean, it was, like, scratching my dick. It was was a problem for me. I I didn't think I was going to be able to finish, so I had to fake it somehow. So I was like, yo, baby, you know, you ever try anal? So I bring out the KY jelly, and I was like, let me just put KY jelly on there. But I put so much in there, I told him, oh, it's just making my dick, like, insensitive. I don't even know if that's a thing. Can you make your dick insensitive? Like, you can't anymore. Yeah, it becomes an asshole after. <laughs> it doesn't like, want to be around I can't feel you know? anything anymore I can't feel anything Oh my god I'm so sorry So that's how I got out of it And uh, did you finish? Yeah I finished But there was so much shit Going out of her I just made sure There was so much on there That she couldn't tell the difference If I finished or not So um So I was right You came up with some kind of concoction. <laughs> it's not like a fucking turkey baster Or some shit I tried to stop a girl From getting pregnant that way once Because oh, I finished dinner And I asked her If I could get a turkey baster To take it back out <laughs> Does that make me a bad person? <laughs> to other people, yes. To me, I'm not even fucking surprised anymore. I'll just say. I've known you for almost 31 years of my life. It's hard to still get surprised. I didn't, I didn't have, you know, pre-com permission. So that's how I finished. But yeah, I had to fake an orgasm. What was the second time? The second time was with a condom, so she didn't know and I faked it. Just because it was so fucking bad. Her pussy was so dry. Ouch. You can't, all, all pussies are not the same. I'm aware. I think, no, I think women think that all pussies are the same. Like, my shit is good. I'm like, how the fuck do you know your shit is good? Like, there's been some pussies that I've gone into. Like, I wanted to come so quick because it was like they have more nerve endings or some shit. Like, it was like shrink wrapping my dick with just erotic juices like the shit just wanted me to fucking just explode and then there's the ones that are just like very dry and have no personality and that's that right there is your problem like one of them's got like a Groucho Marx mustache and you know, a cigar just some are just too ominous I'm just like there's a storm cloud sitting above it and I think women know that and they should come women ready. women know when they have a hostile vagina yeah, they should know if they have a hostile like, if they didn't get feedback then they're getting feedback from this podcast and if they're dry I think, shit I it think, doesn't feel I think women should know know how to get themselves into the moment a little bit more. If you're not the kind of woman to be juicier than others, do a little work before the guy comes in, you know? Get yourself nice and going so that it's a nice little surprise. I don't know. But how about if it's impromptu? It's in the car. Like, how are you going to get... If, if, if a woman doesn't get aroused from an impromptu sexual session, then dumpa. Dumpa? Dumpa. From Jersey all of a sudden? No, like Bronx Tale. That's the real test. Fuck the Mario test. Fuck the Sunny test. Fuck the car test. If a chick doesn't get aroused from some spontaneous sexual stuff, dumpa. You've had movie theater sex, right? No. Oral? Yeah. I can tell. From the look of me or? <laughs> Just from the. <laughs> <laughs> Just... <laughs> I probably know the girl. But anyway. <laughs> Where are we on? I'm sure you've met her. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. All right, Rodney, have you faked an orgasm or any of this conversation? <laughs> this whole time, I'm just like, oh, I'm like, hey, I want to get Outside of your marriage, of course. <laughs> it's good to see. It might be pretty different. Yeah, I mean, it's, sometimes it's just it's not happening. You know, it's just kind of boring. So it's like, yeah, let's just get this over and do something else. <laughs> like, but did you worm your way out of it? No pun intended? Or did you? He pulled a Houdini just, 
to spit on her back and just like, oh, did oh let me clean that up for you and then walk away. Like, you did have to stop. You did have to tell woman this is not working. I've never really been one to announce, like, okay, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> this is not working. <laughs> Are you a quiet guy when you orgasm? Yeah, I'd say so. I think he's a quiet guy in general. I've been yeah. told I'm too quiet. Do you disperse with some kind of... No, I'm a fucking ninja during sex. I talk too much outside of sex that when it's time to have sex, I don't say shit. See, I don't say shit either. I say nothing. Like, I told a woman, or a woman's told me, say something. Give me some kind of message. Like, if I if I bust, it's all you need to know. It worked. You did a great job. High five. I'll see you later. Besides that, I don't know. To me, it's it's almost forced. Like, I don't know what to say. Like, like, well, what'd you think of our dinner tonight? Like, halfway through, I don't know what to say. I think it's almost like an emotional detachment. Like, I've been quoted as saying that we're looking like I'm reading Shakespeare. And that's my facial expression while I'm fucking. <laughs> Like, it's just, there's no emotion whatsoever. Are you holding a skull in your hand? I think it's just like, right. <laughs> Too calm or not too calm? Right. I think it's like you just don't want it to own you. I don't... You take things on a weird level every fucking time. I just internalize it. That's all I do. I, I, I'm free, you know, expression. I'm glad you've externalized your feelings on this matter. I think we're not the only ones. And other men you think animals do it? Faked coming? Yeah. I don't think they care. And I appreciate that. I think uh, like a lion if he's like fucking a woman and it gets mad at her he just hits her over the head fucking a woman fucking a woman or like, a, or, or like a lioness <laughs> <laughs> whatever works for you and we're back available. And the weirdest time at the zoo and we're back to BCL yeah, right. <laughs> I think that's the title of the podcast shout out. and we're back to BCL shout out to episode 5 which Mark was also oh, on oh my god that's terrible Alright, right. you got any, anything else for Open Forum? We're getting off this fucking topic. Uh, no, I don't really have anything for Open Forum. <laughs> if you guys have any thoughts <laughs> at all on any of this, you know where to find us. Alright, moving on to our top topics. The pot topics? Correct. Top topic! We are going to be doing today favorite directors. Movie directors, not porn. Okay, alright. I know you're throwing Lex Steel and shit no, out there. Red Light District, no Peter North. Gotcha. <laughs> Porn has directors? It does. Oh, yeah. Why? They make you stop fucking in the middle of the scene because the, like, the, the light bulb went out or it's a bad camera angle or it's shady. Not you. It makes the people in the scene stop. Well, you know. That's like, I mean, do you really need directors? It's like, why don't you go over there and fuck this chick? No, it's more like, oh, we're going to start, you know, here's the story for those that like the story aspect of it. That's where the director comes in. Then it's just like, all right, stop. We're going to get a shot from here. Stop. We're going to get a shot no, from that's here. Not, stop. That's not true, though. I, I like to watch the behind the scenes, you know, before I get into it. I just like, assume. That they had a couple of different cameras and they go, okay, cut to camera one, cut to camera two. I'm sorry, two. those Coen brothers don't direct the porn that I watch. They're hard to get a hold of. No, they're like, you know, stop sucking his dick because it's been long enough, you know, put your tongue in his ass now. Like, it's different because this. You always bring thing. that shit up. Well, that's. I'm, I'm all for it. Like, you wish. Have you started watching that pegging yet? No, I've, I've been seeing that for years. It just didn't have a word for it. Well, it's like, okay, I mean, that, that different kind of shit. It's like. <laughs> Isn't it like, isn't porn specific? <laughs> like, if you need to see, you know, point of view, they're just gonna film point of view. Like, there's no, if you need to see anal, they're just gonna shoot anal. Like, I didn't think that, okay, let's, let's no, do anal in scene one and then scene two. There's a progression, there's a crescendo, but there's also. <laughs> <laughs> there's different fetishes that they're trying to cover. They might want you to stop and start jerking them off at your feet, you know, because there's a foot, big ass foot fetish, which I don't fucking understand. But there's a big ass foot fetish. I've seen like women fucking men with their armpits. That's a thing now too. Which I've seen ones where chicks just want their armpits licked the entire right. time. I'm like, what the hell kind of shit? Is That's that? just animalistic and depraved, and I dig it. Yeah, it's almost like when a lion fucks a woman. <laughs> That's animalistic. All right, so top directors. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, we gotta go with the obvious one of Steven Spielberg. If that's not your number one, then you're, you know, a real art house kind of guy and you depress me. John Favreau, I think he's an amazing director. Outside of the Iron Man films, I really like the movie Made a lot. Doesn't do a lot of real artistic shots, if you will. Like, there's no, like, not, <laughs> there's no, like, shot of the guy's face off a glass or anything like that. You know, it's very much, here's the story. I'm gonna give you a story. Just follow it. Both of those are really, really good. Mark, what do you got? Martin Scorsese is my favorite. I need that. I mean, I'm a mob guy. What can I say? The Wolf of Wall Street, fucking instant classic. Um, I mean, he fucking did. What else did he do? Departed. That was an instant classic when I saw it. The Aviator, that was well acted. Gangs of New York, that was phenomenal too. Casino, what the fuck? Goodfellas. Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver. I mean, the shit goes on and on, man. He just he 
kind of fucking just exploded a genre and, and, and it doesn't get boring. It started with like Mean Streets and shit like that. Have you guys seen the uh, the commercial where it's Robert De Niro and Leonardo DiCaprio and they go to Marty Scorsese and they're just like, oh, you know, hey Marty, are we finally going to make a movie together? The three Marty. of us. And, uh, and he's like, well, actually, you two are going to be auditioning for the same part. And like the whole commercial, the two of them, they got to find a way to impress Martin Scorsese to give him the part. Pretty cool, actually. Is it going to be a... Uh, I got all excited because I was like, holy shit, they're going to all, you know, finally do a movie together. Is it going to be a Super Bowl commercial? I think it's like for some kind of casino or some shit in Vegas. Dude, isn't the Super Bowl commercials like $3.4 million this year? Something outrageous? I don't even know anymore. For a 30-second spot? It's insane. Um, Any other favorite, favorite, favorite directors? Nope, that's it. Just Scorsese? Yeah, he's the only and one you are short-sighted it. for he's, a film guy. That's right. He's the only one worth it. All right, I'm going to go with the obvious, Kevin Smith. Been a huge Kevin Smith fan. Shout out to him. Uh, all his works in the uh, Smodco production company. I'm going to talk about, and um, I just saw that a little later, about Tusk, his newest movie. And uh, that's actually going to be the first movie that we're going to watch together when we send out the Facebook event. I'm going to also go with Quentin Tarantino. Nice. It's kind of an obvious one for me. I like the way, um, I like his style, I like uh, his take. Just some of the callbacks to some of the classic movies in, in modern film. And uh, I'm going to throw out Robert Zemeckis. Very good. Really, really like him. I'm obviously most well-known for Back to the Future, but um, also directed Flight. It's an incredible movie. Real Steel, one of my, um, not a popular movie, but one of my favorites, uh, just amongst other movies. Matchstick Man was really good. I think that's it. I gotta go with Zack Snyder, just for making 300 and Man of Steel, Sucker Punch. All really great movies to me. Spike Lee, this is really, really good movies. I did like the American Old Boy, the Malcolm X movie, I thought, has to be one of the greatest biographical movies to me that I've seen in, like, forever. Because I don't really don't watch a lot of those, but that's a movie that it reels me in, because you get to see such a contrast that he went through in his whole life. Denzel should've got an Oscar. Should've. I don't even think he was nominated. That's totally fucking racist. Oh boy, here we go. Josh Whedon. James Wan, director of the original Saw movies and Insidious and The Conjuring. I do have another one. I mean, he's a director, but as well as a producer. Man, writer. I think he's just fucking epic as Oliver Stone. I like his shit. Like, I mean, Savages and stuff like that, but like Wall Street, that shit was fucking spot on. Did he do Basic Instinct? Basic Instinct? Doors. He he did JFK. He did Nixon. He did Natural Born Killers. Yeah. I didn't like Natural Born Killers. He did The Doors. Born on the Fourth of July. Platoon. Platoon. I mean, yeah. And that's just as a director. And uh, I, I gotta throw it out there. Ben Affleck. He's only directed a few movies so far, but they've all been really, really good movies. Gone Baby Gone, I thought, was very, very well directed. His, his directorial debut. The Town. The Town. Oh, good movie. Awesome movie. Argo. Very good movie. Argo, fuck yourself. I mean, just very surprising. For somebody that gets shit on as, as often as he does, I think that him becoming a director was his big comeback. It showed his love for film all over again in a big way. Uh, showed that he wasn't going to be making these hokey-ass movies like Reindeer Games that he made back in the 90s and shit like that. So he got a lot of respect back for all that stuff. And now he's cast as Batman and everyone's trying to shit on him all over again. I think everybody got shit on a little bit for all the casting of Batman. There's just purists and people that just feel that they know who Batman should be. But I thought he was terrible, but he might be good at it. Who the fuck knows? I don't think he's an amazing actor or anything like that. But when he wrote Goodwood Hunting, I thought that was amazing. Love that movie. Yeah. Anybody else? All right, that's pretty concise. If you guys got a favorite director, hit us up. All right, moving on to our comic cliff notes today. Rather than focusing on one character, I want to give you guys a heads up as to something that's going to be coming up within the next few months, and that is Marvel's Secret Wars. Way back in the day, Marvel had a series called Secret War, which is quick climate cliff notes that's when spider-man got the black costume secret wars now the marvel comic book universe is broken up into different categories now what this secret wars is going to do is it's going to try and bring all those together to try and get rid of all the excess stuff like here's the best version of this character he's going to be the new and only soul version of this character so on and so forth for everybody so that you don't have people that want to start reading comic books picking up three different wolverine comic books and be like okay which one's the one that i'm supposed to be reading it's going to be here's the wolverine comic book moving on here's a spider-man comic book moving on which makes things a lot easier for a broader demographic my problem with all this whole thing though is that dc just recently tried doing this back with the new 52 and it ended up being a really muddled kind of thing where they try to restart certain characters like superman and the justice league they're being like oh we're gonna start all the way from scratch but then you read other comic books and superman's already there he's a grown-up man and everything it's like you guys said you were gonna you know move away 
away from this and you're doing the same thing. I really hope Marvel has better sense than to do this kind of thing because it just, it won't make sense and it'll just keep me away from wanting to read comic books again, which sucks because I love them. Um, so keep your eye out for Secret Wars. It's going to be a lot of big things. Peter Parker, Spider-Man is going to be up against Miles Morales, Spider-Man who's black and Hispanic. This is going to be a lot of different variations of Iron Man, a lot of different variations of Hulk. So I'm really anxious to see what they do. The covers are all being done, I believe, by Alex Ross. They all look amazing, as you probably already know from me talking about Alex Ross. So keep a lookout for that. It should be coming pretty soon. If you got any more questions, hit me up. And hopefully by C2E2, we'll get some more shit going on with that. This has been Comic Cliff Notes, The Secret Wars Edition. You've just been school. Ooh, yeah. All right. And moving along. Can I answer the question comic book related? Go ahead. It's, it's to both of you. What is the first comic book you have? It was Hulk right after he finished his Mr. Fix-It phase. It's 380 something First comic book I ever read. I bought like four versions of that one comic book because of the nostalgic value behind it. And I mean, it was the first one that I remember actually owning. Like my dad just gave me a comic book. Here you go. Enjoy it. I didn't know what the fuck was going on before that comic book. I don't know what happened afterwards for, for the longest amount of time, but I remember just rereading that one comic book over and over again. So have it over there somewhere. I think the first comic book I read was in grade school. It was uh, some incarnation of Avengers and um, it wasn't even your typical Avengers Wolverine was like the only recognizable one in there and then there was like, like this character named Nomad who had like a baby on his back and walked around with a shotgun it was uh, very weird baby on his back with a shotgun in front well I mean he stole the shotgun and the baby on his back and just <laughs> walked around in a trench coat I don't know it was like 90s so. yeah but- yeah, was sound, Nomad was very 90s. I know you don't read comic books, so I'm like, yeah, I didn't scary. understand that there was an era. Just the whole reference, it was very 90s throwing me off. Is there kind of like a. Like in the 80s, it was very much. Like comic books in the 60s, it was very, very pure, very innocent. Spider Man got his powers being bitten. You know, you could feel the tension of the Cold War almost. Like there was a big fear of nuclear stuff and radiation. That's why, you know, the Hulk with the gamma rays, you know, it's one fear of radiation. The X Men are mutants born out of the radiation of. Uh, back in the Captain America stuff, Spider-Man, I mean, even the Fantastic Four, they're bombarded with cosmic rays. Everything was rays and radiation. Then the 70s came along and it was very, it started to get a little cheesy almost. Like you had Dazzler who was a mutant that was also a tie-in with Disco and Hasbro and Barbie and shit like that. So it was, it was becoming a little bit more exploitative. exploitative. More headbands and tie-dye shirts. Yeah, really fucking weird. Then the 80s, they decided to get really, really dark. That's when Frank Miller came along, the guy that did Sin City, and he made Batman very real and very like he had no problem beating somebody to a bloody pulp same thing with daredevil and punisher came along and was killing people left and right and then the 90s came along and they tried to drift away a little bit from that and there was a lot of we're gonna recreate these heroes and these heroes marvel and dc are gonna fight it was all about trying to recapture what was going on in the 60s and then the 2000 hit and companies were down pretty bad in the 90s and they were finally starting to come back and then x-men movies started to come into play and spider-man movies started coming to play and people started building interest again and it brought everything back up to the point that where it is now where it's just it's a huge market all over again yeah, it's, it's just like a style and an attitude I mean if you think about it just in a parallel with an example you can draw like you look at Batman like the TV series Batman is very 60s very uh, you know campy cheesy more of a comedy then you came with the uh, 90s the 89 Batman 89 90s Batman where it's all dark operatic Tim Burton-esque then you know Christopher Nolan totally different take on Batman it's um, kind of more real it's more like a cop movie where he puts on a suit you know and then uh, the new Batman is probably be very um, you know, fantasy like yeah, Superman in the same universe, that type of thing. Cool. I've been schooled. <laughs> <laughs> Yabo. Yeah, and I mean, even before, like, even if you touch on before the Marvel period, I mean, before that was all propaganda type of stuff. World War II, yeah, Captain America, and then, you know, the Justice League were all fighting Nazis and shit. Never noticed. So, yeah. All right, moving on to our uh, Pissing on Graves for today. Today we are pissing on the grave of Mr. Ernie Banks. You okay with this? No, I'm not okay with it. I think it's ridiculous. I'm a fucking Cubs fan. You're outrageous. You're a fucking Sox fan. You're fucking Hitler-esque right now. Can I get through my... Oh, go ahead. You asked me. Give my opinion. All right. Ernie Banks born January 31st, 1931 and died January 23rd, 2015. Almost 84. Born in Dallas, Texas. Died in Chicago, Illinois. Both batted and threw righty. Uh, he had a batting average of 274, 2,583 hits, 512 home runs. Played for the Chicago Cubs 
Gloves in 1953 to 1971. 14-time All-Star, 2-time National League MVP, Golden Glove Award winner. Great baseball player. And it's not to say that I'm pissing on him just because he's a Cubs player. It's not that. That's not what this whole thing is about. It's about recognizing the career of somebody that was great. And Ernie Banks, it's a shame that you suffered from debilitating fatal heart attack. I know your catchphrase was the whole, you know, let's play two, but that's not going to happen. And uh sucks that you're gone, man. Another great baseball player bites the dust or slid into it, whatever. There wasn't a lot of urine involved, so I'm kind of happy about that. So, yeah. So, that's it. This has been the Pissing on Grays version of Ernie Banks. Go White Sox. But to <laughs> solidify this argument, he is known as Mr. Cub. Like, yeah. if you're not from Chicago, you don't know that there's a statue in front of Wrigley Field. By the way, Billy Joe's coming to Wrigley Field August 27th. I heard that. Yeah. I've been waiting for that Billy Joe concert for the longest time. We gotta go. Don't go without me. I want to go to that. My wife is a big Cubs fan. We have a Cubs bear behind me. I got oh, really? Ryan Sandberg yeah. toy over there. Ryan, why? To defecate on it? Right where your dog's in? How much do you think those tickets are going to go for, though? You probably think they're easy grand? I think they're going to be outrageous. I yeah. think this is pissing on the grave of Ernie Banks more than anything else. <laughs> well, it's part of Wrigley Field, and that's why we said that. But he was, yeah, you said he was born in Dallas, but he did join the, he was part of the whole Negro League in baseball in the 50s. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, that just goes without saying. He was known as Mr. Cub. He was second, I mean, two-time home run champion. I mean, there was a lot of beautiful things about this man. And from what I've heard, everyone has said he's a ph- he was a phenomenal person. Oh, yeah. And that's something they don't say about a lot of baseball players, like Ryan Sandberg. And he's number 14. That's our number around in these parts, in the FTC. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. When the Cubs win the last World Series? What year was that? Fuck you. What does that have to do with anything? We're talking about individual efforts or whole teams. Sclerosis. I mean, it's just fucking... Sclerosis. (laughs) It sucks you couldn't take him to the World Series, man. Really wish you could have helped that team a little bit. It's all right. I got another, what, year and a half before I have to throw that tea party? Nelson. He and I have a bet that if the Cubs win the World Series within the next year and a half, the next season and the season after that, if the Cubs win the World Series, I have to throw a tea party for the girls in the dress. See, he told me a different. He said he was going to have the opportunity to finally tea back. No, that's what he wants. Oh. (laughs) All right, so... Moving on from pissing on graves to our fuck you department. Rodney, I know you got a big one. Go ahead. <laughs> I got a huge one. I'm gonna post. A pi- <laughs> I got a. Pi- I'm gonna post a picture of this on our um on that just happened page. I came out to this. I'm showing it to Mark because Mark hasn't seen it. Out to my car and everybody's car on my block. Now what it looks like is it looks like a Chicago City ticket sitting on my windshield as Chicago City tickets Bright normally do. Bright orange. Bright orange with little white boxes. What it actually is is a campaign flyer for a mystery. Mr. Pete DeMay, who has pledged to work to eliminate speed cameras and red light cameras in Chicago if elected. Now, credit to you, Mr. DeMay, for the marketing campaign, which has my attention. And I really support getting rid of the speed cameras because if nothing for the city, it's just a revenue generator. And it actually makes people slow down, causing more rear-end collisions than actually making the driving community safer in Chicago. But fuck you for making it look like a Chicago city ticket, because that's just an asshole there. Yeah. Because you had to experience, what, 30 seconds of fucking pure anger thinking you had a ticket? Yeah. Here's one quick side note. So, as you probably already know, I don't speak that much Spanish at all. And on one side is English, the other side of this fake ticket is Spanish. And it says, Robo, in Spanish, had no idea it meant scam. I'm like, Ro-, like, I, Rodney was holding up. I'm like, what the hell is Robo? There's a robot on the front of that thing? And apparently it means scam. That uh, that threw me off. There's no way I would have ever known that. For those of you who are uh, unilingual and don't read multiple languages, there's a real Really great app for the Android operating system called World Lens. I don't know if it's available for iOS, but basically you just hold up your phone to anything in a different language and it'll automatically translate for you. Ah. I use Google Translate quite often. But you don't even have to type this out. So if I pointed the back of this flyer is written in Spanish, so if you point world lens at this flyer you'll, wow. you'll be looking at the flyer in english i'll show it to you after the podcast mark's, mark's mind works. is it works it works yeah i just saw a video on youtube of i know that's random but of an app that's on your arm and you can go ahead and follow it have you seen that video i don't know if that's real uh, yeah i don't think it's real either and it's got like fucking 10 million views and, and by the way fuck you to all those people who are posting fake shit on the internet because it's half the shit i believe is actually tr- that's true that's why fuck you yeah. yeah you got it my fuck you is fake shit on the internet like that app that app got me all excited for like two minutes before 
fire realized they had to be bullshit because where's the projection? I mean, is there a fucking chip in your arm or some shit? Like, how the fuck is this on your arm? I mean, the guy shook his arm and then it would disappear and then it would come back on and then you're able to fucking navigate through your phone by pressing your finger against your arm. No so fuck you to I got to upload that shit. Fuck you to the person that hasn't invented it yet. <laughs> true that. I want to give. Could you imagine, f- imagine if you accidentally, if that were true, you accidentally dialed somebody while you were having sex? Interesting. I've done that. I called you while I was having no, sex. No, you called Ivan. I called Ivan, but you were in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't there. The Nelson was. Your yeah, probably Nelson oh, was. Yeah. I was fucking her. Good story. So I was ca- I called <laughs> Ivan because she was a big moaner. And while she was moaning this and that, I was like, yo, I'm going to call my cousin so she can hear you. So she's fucking, she's riding me. So she she's knew. Moaning. She knew. I had my phone out. So then Ivan's in there. He's laughing. And then I guess Nelson's laughing wherever else was in the car. And then she stopped. I'm like, bitch, don't stop. Keep going. I was a real thug back then. And she kept fucking and kept screaming and kept moaning. And everyone was just laughing. And I hung up. Best time of my life. I had more sex when I was single than I was married. Imagine you have camera phones back then. That's crazy. (laughs) That never happens. (laughs) You're being sarcastic like a motherfucker. (laughs) I want to give a fuck you to the nostalgia critic. He had a top 20 of his favorite movies. Oh yeah, I remember that. And uh, funny. He just... He's he's one of those like art house kind of guys. So all the movies that he picked, like the top movies were Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind and Citizen Kane was one of the number ones. The Dark Knight was one of the number ones. I'm like, dude, there's no way. There's so many movies that he lists as being overrated that should be considered some of the great lists. But his number one was like some obscure over the top French film or like a British film that was shot in like 1970 something. It's like, I understand if you want to put that in your top 20. But putting that as your number one is just you saying, look at how artsy fancy am. he's a funny dude he does a lot of good reviews on like old school 90s and earlier movies that we used to watch like he did a review on it he did one on casper and he does quite a few stephen king ones he did alien resurrection it's pretty funny to watch uh, he's really really vulgar but i just that kind of pissed me off i'm like come on man i had so much respect for you with your taste in movies and then your top 20 was i don't think would have matched any of my top 20 <laughs> i was like fuck so that's my fuck you just something simple my fuck you is some male pattern baldness and let, yeah. me t- let me tell you why because I think it's like the worst God's joke because I'm fucking balding on the top of my head but there's hair all over my fucking body like oh, plenty not, like I just gotta shave it down to someone's goddamn hair I'm like a wildebeest this shit doesn't make any fucking sense it's pronounced wildebeest is it wildebeest it depends where you're from it really doesn't I'm from the north side you're south side <laughs> <laughs> That's how they say it in Wrigley. <laughs> oh, well, uh, fuck you to the Assassin's Creed Unity online gameplay because Mark, myself, and my cousin Jason, who's on an earlier episode, what episode was that, 36? Something like 36. 35, I think. Might have been. The three of us have been trying to play online, and it just the game just won't let it happen. I played with Nelson online. I played with another one of my friends online. But anytime he's online or Mark's online, it just the game's just like, no, you're okay. Play by yourself. Yeah, it's just like an error. Yeah, it doesn't even like give us a second to try to sync up. Turns into a fucking asshole. So yeah, fuck you to that. I'm gonna give a fuck you out to the uh, the Academy this year for uh, snubbing a couple people for Oscars. In particularly, well, Jennifer Aniston, give that girl an Oscar or something. She's showing enough nipples. Because of cake. Yeah. I heard her performance and that was really good. The big fuck you goes out to for snubbing the Lego movie for best animated film. Because other than How to Train Your Dragon 2, I don't really think there's a better animated film that came out in 2014. That's because, again, it's going to be like some French art, you know, artsy film that... It's like a balloon floating around in the sky, and it's got like a sad face. Who won it? And it's gonna no, it but, hasn't even gone, gone yeah. on yet. But it's gonna be like the balloon just goes on, and then you know it deflates and then pops, and then it's gonna be like thing at the end, and that's that's gonna be it. And people are just gonna be like, oh, it just it mirrors life how you deflate, and then towards the end you pop, and that signifies death. And I I feel it, and it's so great that it's animated. It should be in every classroom, in every place for the, all. No, stop it. Okay, cards. Cartoons are meant to make you feel good. Not all animated films, but some cartoons are meant to make you feel good. And unless it's like something like Akira, no animated film should be that fucking impressive. All right, moving on from the fuck you department to our corrections department. The last episode was crazy. So I want to send an apologetic correction towards the listeners for uh, being a little messy with all the B.O.B. guys. We had a great time. I had a great, great time, but it was really, really loud down here for a little while. B.O.B.? Yeah, the Band of Brothers. Okay, just gonna say it. 
I'm, I didn't make the name. Yeah, I, I get the sense that a lot of our listeners are going to be frustrated because it's going to be hard to tell what's going on. It was our biggest episode ever. We had four guests uh, plus Adam and I, so that's a total of six people trying to get what they want to say on the podcast. But I really encourage you to listen to that episode twice, three times. Actually, I encourage you to binge listen to all our episodes because no matter how many times you listen to it, I listen to it. I'm there for it. I actually edit it, so I'm listening to it over and over again. There's tons of shit that you know you don't get every time you listen to it. Sometimes you hear something new all the time. So I'm not just saying that as lip service to promote our podcast. Literally, there are a lot of inside jokes and things that you might pick up that you hadn't picked up the first time around. I got a couple different corrections from actually three different podcasts at this time, actually. Episode 36, we keep mentioning the Cardigans. We we actually corrected who sang that song, but we thought the song's name was uh, Love Me, Love Me. It's actually called Love Fool, which I can't believe we missed that on corrections. Episode 37, Gina Rodriguez was the local Chicago girl who won the Golden Globe for Jane the Virgin. So congratulations to Gina. We didn't know her name. Patrick Dempsey's movie with Christy Alley was called Lover Boy. (laughs) I think it was like an 80s movie, 80s, 90s movie. Probably about as good as an 80s, 90 movie romantic comedy thing can get at the time. And then episode 37, Jonathan Dem was the director for Silence of the Lambs. Ah. I think we totally missed that on uh, episode 38. But uh, don't fault us for our mistakes. We all make mistakes in life and we all have regrets. But whatever your regrets are, paying too much for insurance should not be one of them. So for seriously good coverage at a seriously low price, call Alim Insurance and get a free quote today. Call 312-945-6254 or visit their website at aliminsurance.com. That's A-L-I-M for a limb, because they're not going to charge you an arm and a leg. A limb insurance, in case it happens. Okay, moving on to our um, I just saw portion. I'm going to save what we just finished seeing for Rodney's turn, but I want to mention that I have been watching a lot more Arrow this past week. Rodney was kind enough to find a way for us to watch the uh, the previous episodes. So we're up to episode 7 right now of season 3, so we're almost completely caught up, which will be the first time that we're, you know, once Arrow comes on again. There's going to be a time where we're watching it as it's actually fucking playing. It was on again. Yeah, so we're, I mean, we're still behind you know we're playing a little bit of catch we're trying to trying to do like two episodes a day or so the season's awesome yeah i think the episodes that i don't have for you from uh coke and popcorn shout out to them not to get them in trouble we have them saved on our dvr after that so they're on the cw website i mean yeah i mean even now we could watch them since they're uh already dvr arsenal love the fact that they gave him his name now one of the underrated dc characters as far as i'm concerned i got to see the emo episode of felicity no, it's not Felicity Jones. Is it Felicity? What's her real name? Felicity Smoke. Felicity Smoke. What's her real name? Emily Bett Rickards. Yeah. Finally got to watch that. Not bad. Her face still doesn't do 100% for me. Don't get me wrong. Very, very pretty girl. Just not, you know, not on the same level as Chloe Bennett. No, we got to have Liz on pretty soon so we can discuss Stephen Amell and Emily Beck records and a lot of the videos that they post on facebook and twitter they're pretty funny they're, they're a lot of fun to follow now so yeah that's basically all i've been seeing i feel like it's cut off music with the fucking awards season <laughs> all right mark what did you see <clears throat> my stuff is like youtube stuff i saw um oh of course i've seen a shit ton of youtube stuff. right well i haven't seen it like any new shows or movies bullshit i saw american sniper how was that that was fucking don't good. spoil it that was awesome i can't spoil a true story because i mean there's a fucking book an audiobook if you're lazy, you can go ahead and do it. I read the book and then wasn't up to the news updates of the fact that he died afterwards. Wow, spoiler alert. That's not a fucking spoiler alert. It's a true story. It was in the news, bitch. I just didn't see it. So the fact is that he went to war. He survived a lot of things. You don't want me to do any spoiler alerts. But in real fucking life, he ended up dying back home. Yeah, he ended up going to a gun range because he was over here trying to mentor Marines that he fought alongside with. He was a Navy SEAL, but he fought alongside with. And he, he was mentoring Marines that came back and had post-traumatic stress syndrome. And he goes to the gun range range, he t- him and his neighbor, and take this guy that came back, he was fucked up in the head, he had post-traumatic stress, and he turns his weapon onto him and kills him. He survived all this shit over there in Iraq, and comes over here to an innocent gun range in Texas and gets killed. PTSD is a horrible, horrible ordeal that these soldiers have to go through, and like, without counseling, I don't know how anybody does it. So, I mean, if you are returning home, if you're listening to this podcast and you're returning home, if you feel like you're suffering from any sort of post-traumatic stress disorder syndrome or anything like that, just seek help. I mean, there's no shaming it you know everybody needs help a little bit sometimes and i mean if if you didn't i understand if you might not want to watch this movie obviously but there are plenty of places that you could find out information for online. well the va is one of them you can yeah. go to the va and get free help and and they're there to help you walk you through it well originally the veterans never used to do a lot or like the veterans organization never did a lot for soldiers once they got out it's sort of like okay see you later we'll call you if we need you for another tour that was it but now there's a lot more awareness which is really really good to see and if you've ever seen the hurt locker you know sometimes pt PTSD isn't the bombs and and the bullets. It's just being around doing nothing that hurts you. 
you know, you get indoctrinated into this whole thing and it's, it's hard to shake. You should be eased into society. Like when you come out of prison, a lot of times it's a condition of your parole that you go to a halfway house and then you find a job and then you're stuck in that halfway house. You have a curfew. I know this because of friends that I have and then you got to be home by a certain time. But during those work hours, it's kind of like when you're living your life and then it's those night hours, you kind of start going crazy and thinking and it's the, the alone time, like you said, I think they should be easing. There should be like a military halfway house because that's a serious thing. It's going to be bad. Yeah. Just, you know, something, even, even if it's one day a week on the weekend, not not necessarily an AA meeting, but something somewhere for people to just get shit off their chest. Yeah, my best friend was a Purple Heart veteran to, to, and through Iraq and all that and Afghanistan shit. And he came back and just became an alcoholic, and that's how he dealt with it. And a lot of people deal with it with drugs and stuff like that, and it's just, that's not the healthy way to do it. There has to be some kind of rehabilitation. I mean, they go ahead and strip you down of everything you know, and then they build you back up into everything they want you to be. And they take, like, the human element out of you and teach you how to kill, essentially. That's not a healthy morality and perspective and per- characteristic to bring back to American life. So, that was a good movie. Shout out to that movie. <laughs> It's nice that we've gotten nice and serious for a few seconds. I mean, for a serious subject, not like it's some bullshit or something. So then moving on to the 15 ridiculous world records. One of them is this lady that has the biggest tits. And she has like 30 pound tits per tit. Ouch. Underwater marriage. It's called the 15 ridiculous world records. You can find it on YouTube. And there's this one lady on there that is training her, her vajayjay to carry weight. So she gets, she's trying to get it up to the point where she like can cocaine? carry... Like cocaine? No, like 30 pounds of anything. So like she's... The other lady could put her tits in her <laughs> carry that shit around she's tra- she's training her pussy to carry 30 pounds that's her goal like a dumbbell or like a like one anything. of those kettlebells like anything that, that's a picture right there wow <laughs> she's got special made pajamas and shit like that she's not attractive or anything she's like a yoga freak gross yeah so there you go have you seen anything <laughs> <laughs> you want to go on to our? Have you seen anything besides what we just saw? Now, I'll let you talk about uh, what we just saw because I got a list of small stuff that I saw. First, this is more of a, I just heard this. Now, I don't know if I'm ready to send a fuck you out to this because it just caught me out of left field and it's, I don't know how I feel about it. Allison Rosen is no longer on the Adam Carolla podcast. She's actually fired, which um, you know, I haven't really, you know, I'll let you listen to the episodes and hear the justifications, but I don't know. It's just kind of a gut check, being that I'm a big podcast fan. It's kind of surprising that Adam Carolla would do that. Although, Gina Wilde, the new co host of the Adam Carolla podcast is uh, actually really hot so um yeah kudos for the new choice credit to david merkel shout out to him i saw a link that he tagged me in where somebody actually built a batman tumbler uh replica as a baby stroller which was really cool and they actually took a legit approach to it where they broke it down they, they had a metal frame they made it just like the movie and you know all the uh, trim and everything they didn't half ass it trim i saw eyes wide shut because it was on cable on purpose yeah and uh i remember seeing that movie it's the last stanley kubrick movie i don't know how we didn't mention him mm. The Shining? I remember seeing that movie when I was in grade school just because I knew there were going to be tits in the movie and, you know, I just wanted to see, you know. Porn wasn't easy, as easily accessible as it is nowadays. Might as well have been porn. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know, I was I saw it on cable and I remember, I never actually sat through the whole movie, but I decided, okay, we'll give this movie a shot. I looked at it on the, the rating system. They have Rotten Tomatoes on uh, DirecTV. They got like 90% on Rotten Tomatoes from the critics. But I sat through it and I'm like, I don't understand why it got 90%. It's another artsy movie. Not a very, like, compelling movie. Like It's one of those things people are scared to say that they don't like it. I don't like it. It's like Citizen Kane. If you're going to school for film, even if you say, even if you think to yourself, I hate Citizen Kane, I guarantee you 90% of those people are walking in like, oh, Citizen Kane is a masterpiece, Rosebud. But you know, like, like, people are just scared to go against movies like that. Like Casablanca. People are scared to say that they might not like that movie or Gone with the Wind. Because yeah, they're classics, but that doesn't mean you have to like them. People are just cheap. I fast forward to the fucking movie. The movie had no... Which movie? All I, all I know, I remember like parts of the movie yeah the one that he's referencing i mean it's like i, I remember i wanted to see nicole kidman be butt-ass naked was she naked in the movie she was butt-ass naked side view and i remember um fucking the guy that died sydney pollock he died later on young he was probably doing speedballs himself but he got caught with the prostitute doing speedballs <laughs> the heroin and cocaine mixture and then there was just a bunch of masquerade fucking doesn't do it to me unless i'm there it's nothing really good to still watch still think the best stanley kubrick movie is the shining i still think it's overrated i don't think it's overrated only in terms of it was the first horror movie of that time to be such a psychological horror as much as the blood and gore thing. Jack Nicholson I think did an amazing job. There's shit in that movie that you still catch every time you watch it. By the way, a fuck you and a shout out to David Marco for coming at me on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) You piece of shit. I can like whoever the fuck I want. Kylie Jenner, I'll fuck whoever the fuck I want. Put me on a podcast with you. (laughs) 
<laughs> You're gonna have to put down fucking garbage bags on the floor, with this bitch. <laughs> Why are we just mud, to sop up mud the, fighting? I don't know. Just just in case there's a blood splatter somewhere, <laughs> it's easy for me to clean up. So anyway, let's get to the main event, Rodney. Oh, I had a couple more. Oh, let's get away from the main event, Rodney. <laughs> Last night uh, I was watching, or the night before, I think it was Friday night on cable again. Dragon, the Bruce Lee story was on. Nice. And uh, with Jason I, Scott Lee. Yeah, that was just one of those movies. It's, you know, I, I know it's not gonna be an incredible, accurate documentary of Bruce Lee, but it's very entertaining. Worth the watch. Lauren Holly, just, um, well, okay, so here's another example, ladies. Sometimes a guy that you hook up with kind of ruins it for you and makes you less attractive. Like, uh, something about Jim Carrey nailing that, just don't find that appealing more. Same thing happened with Jenny McCarthy. Or Kim Kardashian. I still fuck Jenny McCarthy. Or Kim Kardashian. With, with Donnie Wahlberg watching. Or Kim Kardashian. Or Kim Kardashian. But, uh, Dragon Bruce Lee story, really great, entertaining. They even had a couple scenes and they recreated, uh, Enter the Dragon, which is also a lot of fun. Really good choreographed fight scenes. I saw Bedazzled. It was on, uh, cable, which, you know, I forget how hot Elizabeth Hurley is and like how good she is in that movie. Just, I don't know, just for I think, the role. I think Brandon Fraser did a really fucking good job in that movie. Yeah. It's a remake, so. He and uh, that other underrated hot chick that was his, uh, not his co-lead, but you know, the girl, his love interest. The two of them showed really good range in that movie, even though it was a comedy, but they had to do, you know, different characters in the movie. I like that movie. Uh, Matrix Reloaded, I saw on cable. Jesus Christ, how much free time did you have? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> actually, this is uh, probably backed up from a couple weeks that I didn't get to talk about because, you know, episode 38 was such a big episode, probably didn't talk about it. <laughs> you work and have kids, right? Yeah. <laughs> This is probably like three, four weeks worth of stuff that I had written down. Matrix Reloaded, not as good as the original Matrix, but still good and way better than Matrix 3. That pile of garbage. Should have stopped all your head. I've been trying to get stuff off my DVR, so I've been watching a lot of Catfish, which, you know, I just asked my wife. I'm oddly addicted to that show. Something about, you know, people fooling people and, you know, dating and the whole, you know, the mystery and not knowing who you are. And there was this hot girl who was, uh, she worked at uh, Redneck Heaven. She's like smoking hot. Redneck Heaven? Yeah. And uh, she had met this dude on Instagram and you know he was like supposedly supposed to be a rapper called T-Lights uh, some lame ass rapper and you know they played some of his music it was kind of shitty but she's smoking hot and you kind of wonder it's like you know you're smoking hot chick you can pick up any guy you want and you're after some guy on Instagram who's like thousands of miles away and um I don't know I thought it was just kind of interesting interesting episode with catfish in that T-Lights episode and then um as I'm working on the podcast I frequently have to look up YouTube videos try to get sound bites sound clips background music for the podcast I ended up looking at a bunch of old Jordan commercials which are just really great some of the ones i think the uh the freeze one where it's just like this classical music playing in the background and it's just like slow motion and passing like all the lakers and end up dunking over everybody or the one where he's the one where he's like uh say i'm too old and he dunks from the free throw line just uh some good nostalgia my favorite commercial is his when, when he's piggybacking off the lebron james commercial talking about how you thought it was too hard oh, yeah. and the nike one he's kind of yeah that, that was my fucking favorite you gotta look that shit up but i did see something new and i forgot empire the show the ghetto glee i like the ghetto what the ghetto glee you know something about <laughs> Shit, so, something about trying to give Terrence Howard street cred. Tony. There's just something wrong with that. Because he's... No. He has a very small dick. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> he has a very small dick. You ever never saw him in that 50 Cent movie? No. Yeah, the shower why. scene? Why? Because it's a 50 Cent, Cent movie? movie. <laughs> yeah, Get Richard Die Trying. He's in that movie. And there's a prison scene. And they're in the shower. And they're going out to 50 or some shit. And he comes in and try to help him. And they're both butt-ass naked. 50 Cent got a good package. And he has a super small dick. So I can't see him being a hard nigga just with a small strip dick. Uh, he, he cries in like every movie that he's in. So. Probably because he has a little dick. I mean, I would too. Man, you shot a nigga in the face in the first episode. I, I like it. It's pretty good. It's like Hustle and Flow, man, which oddly won a fucking Oscar with for 3 6 Mafia. It's fucking it's just ignorant. 3 6 Mafia. Yeah, I credit that Oscar to uh, White Guilt. Yeah, like not giving you know Michael Max a shout out. Throwback. I just want to fuck. I feel, I, weird. I, I feel very <laughs> randy right now. Go somewhere else. It's the Guinness. So let's talk about what we just saw. All right. So today I had seen it over the past week, and Nelson mentioned mentioned it briefly on uh, the previous podcast. But we watched Tusk, the Kevin Smith movie, it was made last year. It was shot in 15 days. Sounds about right. The whole movie shot in 15 days. It goes along with Kevin Smith's whole, you know, he likes to shoot things quickly. I love that movie. In terms of a horror movie, it's, like Nelson said, it, it feels a lot like like a better version of, like, the human centipede kind of thing. You know, you got the evil scientists, you know, with the experiments, but Michael Parks, man. I, I have yet to see him phone in a performance. He's just incredible. I mean, I didn't like him completely as Esteban in Kill Bill. Oh, only, that's one of my favorite. Only because it's, it's hard, to, hard to understand him sometimes. Oh, that's one of my favorite of his roles. I like them better as the sheriff in that. Yeah, he's pretty good as the sheriff. This tall drink of cocksucker ain't dead. Justin Long, I think, did a great job. I mean, trying to convey 
emotion in a walrus suit? Crazy. Yeah. Well, I'm random. Oh, you have no idea. It's more unnerving than it is scary, I'd say. Underrated hot chick, Genesis Rodriguez. I like her. She's a little skinny, though. I'm surprised you know who she is. What else she been in? Identity Thief, Big Hero 6, apparently. Let's see. She comes out Hours. next week, doesn't it? Like Brooklyn Nine-Nine got that. Casa de mi padre. Oh, my God. That movie was funny, though, in a weird way. She's an entourage. Man on ledge. Yeah. But, yeah, she is a little thin, but, you know, very pretty in the face. Good actress. But no ass to talk. Neither do I. So what can I really say? Awesome to see the guy from Epic Mealtime in the movie as the customs agent. Cool to see Haley Joel Osment as a grown-up. That's weird a little bit. Did you hit it? Haley Joel Osment, the little kid from The Sixth Sense. <laughs> no. I'm thinking about the wrong person. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Who's the girl that was in fit? <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Shout out to homie Happy Halloween. <laughs> What's the name of the girl that was small that was a fucking famous actor just like this? Him, when she grew up. I think it was Alyssa Milano? Nah, man. The other one. They thought she was phenomenal. She's like, I think, a teenager now. Are you talking about Dakota Fanny? Yes. How old is she now? She's old enough now. Is she old enough for this conversation? <laughs> I don't know. Somebody looked that shit up. Uh, Rodney, what was your take on the movie? Uh, like I said, it was a little more unnerving than uh, than scary, but um, yeah, really liked it. Dakota Fanning was born October 4th, 1989. 45. Grass on the field. How the fuck am I only five years old? Older than her. Oh wait, no, that's Dakota Johnson. How many people Dakota are there? Dakota Johnson too. How many Dakotas are there in Hollywood? 94. 94. So that's 20. Yeah. So she's good to go. Her 21st birthday is coming up, February 23rd. Some fucking dirt bag. <laughs> <laughs> she's good to go. What do you think? Oh, you. <laughs> One of her. She's good to go. Dude, that picture was from like 10 years ago. Nah, she's good to go, homie. It's like Chloe Grace Moritz. Like... She's a woman now, goddammit. She had a, uh. She's a woman. She had a lesbian scene with Kristen Stewart in The Runaways. Kristen Stewart, I. My favorite child actor that grew up that I knew was, they were a child actor that would be something. Soleil Moon Fry? Soleil Moon Fry? Are you serious? Yeah, look her up. No, I know who that is. Why? Ugh. No? Really? Maybe you don't have the same taste, homie. Yeah, probably not. I don't even know who the fuck that is. A punky Brewster? Natalie Portman is mine. From when I saw her in a professional, when she's gonna oh, yeah. grow up hot. Then she grew up, and she's one of those skinny bitches that I was still dang. There's something about her. Actually, Mila Kunis, when uh when I first saw her in Gia, I was like, she's pretty. I don't want to fuck her pregnant, though. See what that's like. Ooh. Mila Kunis. She's not pregnant anymore. Right. Well, so she's, she's got to get knocked up all over again just so you can That would have been the ideal time. Oh, my God. So, anyway, so if you get a chance, check out Tusk. I think it was a great movie. If you enjoyed Red State, you enjoyed Kevin Smith movies, it's an added joyous piece of his repertoire. It's very, very serious, very much unlike a Kevin Smith movie and very much like a Kevin Smith movie all at the same time. So if you get a chance, check out the movie. That's Tusk. what she looks like now? Yep. Holy shit, I take everything on my emotions back. That should be a, we should save that for top topics. Child actresses who grew up hot. Yeah, we'll do that next time Mark's on. We'll save it for you, buddy. Whitney Cooper, I heard, is pretty hot now, too. No idea who that is. Wonder Years? Oh, okay. Mm. We'll save that for the next Choosing episode. Big Bang Theory. Choosing the episode of Big Bang Theory. One of the newer seasons? The one where uh, Sheldon has the Hulk fists. Oh, I gotta go back and watch that again. Do it. Alright, so moving on to our shout-outs. <laughs> A shout out to the wife, as usual. Still holding it down with the kids. Shout out to B.O.B. for being on the last episode. Like I said, we had a great, great time. It was fun being around some of those guys. I haven't seen them in a long time. And uh, shout out to Mark and Jason for attempting so many times to play online and it just not working out. Mark? Well, I already shout out to Dave Merkel. Can't wait to meet him in real life. I'm scared. I'm Get gonna, at me, dog. I'm going to have to disarm both of you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We both carry guns. Um, shout out to Backroom Casting Couch. Oh my god, dude. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> what? You know what's funny is that he's judging me with that. Are you fucking kidding me? But he knows the only what reason it is. he does, he knows what it is. Because he watches this shit, you fucking bastard. Backroom no. casting couch. Yeah, I'm not time. mad that you bring it up. What? I'm mad that every topic <laughs> <laughs> it somehow it comes back to the dick ass fucking underarm. What's fucking... wrong with that? Why are you so repressed? Why are you so repressed? I'm not. Let it out. Rock out with your cock out. I'm about to let it out. Backroom casting couch is. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, you know, you can watch this, you can watch the episodes on YouPorn or on Pornhub, but it's a site devoted to like tricking bitches that you're an agent. I mean, do you really think those are legit scenarios? That one feels legit. Yeah. That one is the only one that feels legit. I know there's fake ones, but this is the only one that really feels legit. Because you don't know, because even if it's not legit. But it's like, you know, on some of those videos, you know, they list the name of the, the person, right? So can you just look up that person and be like, do they have any other videos? They could have videos before or after that, because you don't know where they come from. And it's like in Phoenix or whatever, but either way, you could easily trick a bitch like we can go ahead and, and start a forum right now and how could they prove it yay or nay if we're an agent we didn't actually produce films and we don't gotta show, show them dvds i could just claim a name on any one of those dvds and say that that was me it's just game right yeah, i'm stanley kubrick <laughs> <laughs> exactly 
exactly. I'm, I'm casting for a sequel to Eyes Wide <laughs> Shut. You're a fucking dumb meth head. You don't know the difference. I can claim whatever I want to claim. You're just tricking bitches into sex. Oh my god, we're still talking about the back room. <laughs> I got... <laughs> I got shout outs to uh, new members of the Um That Just Happened community. Juan Nugent. That's Juan with an H. I don't know where you're from. Maybe Korea or something. Juan Nugent. And a Walrus Muss. Odd coincidence that we Tusk. just saw Tusk. <laughs> but a Walrus Muss on uh, SoundCloud who found us. Started following us. Welcome to the community and thanks for the listen. Birthday shout outs. Uh, my friend Matt from grade school. Got a Wait, birthday. What's his name? What's his last name? Schmidt. Oh, I got a shout out to Matt. Father, Matt Nemchowski. He's no. a guy I graduated high school. So, uh, birthday's on uh, February 5th. And uh, my friend Regina, who we just uh, had brunch with this morning. Um, birthday coming up on February 7th. So those uh, those will be out when uh, the birthdays will be up the week the podcast airs. Uh, I got a shout out to Russ for leaving us a comment on our Facebook page. He said that he really enjoyed the Walking Dead versus Breaking Bad episode, but a couple things. Walking Dead's better because it had the courtesy to wipe out the wife in one of the <laughs> earlier seasons. And fuck, what was his other point that he made? I didn't even see that on our page. Yeah, it was in our messages. For some reason, UTJH isn't loading right now. Can you get it up real quick? I want to I wanna make sure to hit him up. Oh, while I'm trying to pull that up, uh, shout out to Angel, whose birthday is going to be on the Sunday that the podcast airs. Ramos or Billingham? Avalos. Oh. No, I didn't see... Uh... Where's the messages? Those might be your messages because i don't think utjh pages have messages i know so it said utjh has a message i was like okay anyway anyway thanks for us for at least mentioning it make sure if whatever it is that i end up missing just post it on the facebook page sorry for some reason the facebook app isn't showing up that well on my phone so fuck you facebook for that yeah thanks for getting all the followers from our facebook page you added like 30 new people also real quick nelson asshole story i actually have one i need nos i need nos Last week, during the podcast, Nelson excused himself to use the bathroom as we take our usual breaks. And he told me that we were out of toilet paper. So I ran upstairs, got him a roll, brought it down to him. And wouldn't you know, the asshole doesn't put the toilet paper in the roll. He puts it on top of the roller. The whole roll of toilet paper just sitting on top of it. I didn't even put it in because I'm like, you know, fuck you to this guy for being such an asshole that he wouldn't at least just put put it through and, you know, put it back in the in the holder. Like, See, Nelson is an enigma. This is a guy who was going to be a priest when he was in high school. That was me. Both of you guys went to fucking Moody Bible, right? No. No? I thought Moody he did. Bible? No. Where the fuck well, did you we go both went there, but. I don't think he actually thought about being a priest. So I was the one that... Actually... He had pastoral thoughts. He did. Anyway, he's fucking homophobic. He is... I don't think he's homophobic. He's pornophobic. I'll give you that You can't one. show him anything pornographic. His, his... Right. His fucking shower. <laughs> you, you grabbed the PlayStation well, and started putting fucking porn on there. What? We don't talk about that. Why can't we? Because it's man code. You don't talk about what man happens code? at a bachelor party. We didn't party. even do anything illicit. Doesn't matter. That's fucking there, awful. There are rules. There are rules to this shit. They're shunning my amendment. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so... Um, Shout out to all you happy folks. Shout out to everybody who supported our uh, fundraiser for the UTJH Mark IIs. Yeah, and uh, the donation that we'll be able to make as soon as Represent.com takes their cut to uh, the families of fallen officers. Donation! Donation! What did you guys raise? Yeah, I was like a little over 100 bucks. I won 100 something, 140, something like that. We'll spend about $58 on one of those giant checks. Yeah. <laughs> Represent.com has to take uh, their cut so for the material, but they basically front the upfront costs. All right, moving on to podcast news cue the music Listeners to our community locally, Wichita, Kansas, still killing it here in the states. Um, we've got some new listeners in North Pole, Arkansas. I had to read that twice. I didn't know there was a North Pole, Arkansas. But I guess there's a Santa Claus, Indiana, right? So you know, whatever. New listeners in the Bronx, New York, obviously, Kalamazoo, Michigan, uh, Ventura, California. Welcome to the show, and locally here in Illinois. Harvard, Illinois. Hey. Thanks for uh, joining the community. Thanks for listening. Internationally, internationally, the past two weeks, Cardiff, United Kingdom, has actually been beating out Ghana. What? So shout out to... Uh, so we're now the number one podcast in Cardiff? We're now the number one podcast in Cardiff, across the pond. And uh, shout out to Ghana. Thanks for the effort, but you got to bring your numbers back up. Sorry, downloads. Do the uh, binge listening. Uh, Tijuana, Mexico, we got some new listeners there. And uh, Saudi Arabia. That's because of this fucking guy. <laughs> Probably got clientele down there or some shit. Clientele? I don't know. Whatever you want it to mean at this point, Mark <laughs> Anthony. But uh, I guess undisclosed, <laughs> undisclosed location in Saudi Arabia. The city didn't come up on. So 
SoundCloud, but um, definitely the country. Whenever you're done, I guess something. Oh, we got to talk about. So I think in about a month or so, still haven't fully planned it out yet. We're going to post the event on the um, That Just Happened Facebook page. We're going to do a public uh, viewing of Tusk. Public in a sense that we're going to set a date and time where we're going to watch it. It's probably sometime before we record the podcast. We're going to have the event so you can join the event and you can post comments as we're watching it. So it'd be like we're all watching it together. Um, you leave your comments and we'll share your ideas and your thoughts on the um, that Just It's um, almost that like a live feed commentary of the movie. Yeah, basically kind of like a chat room where we can talk about the movie as it's happening. So go out and buy your copy of Tusk. We'll give you about a month. We'll post a date on Facebook and um, we'll and get your popcorn time. ready. Just have uh, the DVD or Blu-ray player queued up to the play and uh, we'll tell you what time to hit the play button. All right. I want to give a quick asshole Mark Anthony story. What the fuck? While I'm here? There was some that, well, I did it about Nelson once when he was right in front of me. About 10, no, maybe less. Maybe a little bit less than 10 years ago. I was at our cousin's house for a birthday party or some random get together. And Jason and I, we were going to a mutual friend's house. When at the time, we were lame and we'd go places and play Monopoly. Just take the Monopoly game with us and then go and play the game. Mark Anthony is like, what's going on? I'm like, none, you know, we're just going to chill here. And then, you know, in a few hours, we're going to go over to this guy's house, play Monopoly. He's like, oh, we have Monopoly. Let's play. Now, me being not short-sighted, said to myself... Monopoly's a long fucking game. You know what? Let's do something else. Let's play video games with Mark Anthony. And just like, no, we're going to play fucking Monopoly. Goddamn ringleader over here. So, of course, we play Monopoly. And, of course, the time comes around when it's time to leave. I'm like, hey, you know, so we're going to get going by this point. Like any Monopoly game, it's become heated. People are arguing over properties and, you know, who landed on what. Who owes who what money. You know, why the bank doesn't have the right amount. Who's cheating. Blah, blah, blah. So, I'm like, we got to take the game with us. Not even my game. It's Jason's game. But I'm like, we're going to take the game with us. Mark Anthony is like, you're not taking the Game. I'm like, come on. We told you at the start of this that we we're gonna take the game. You got the most amount of property and money anyway. You won. Like that's it. Game over. So Mark's like, all right. Waits till I box up the entire game and then continues or proceeds to punch me directly in the dick. <laughs> He's sitting down, I'm standing up. I'm like, all right, man, I'll see you later. Go to shake his hand. He punches me in the dick. Full force. <laughs> A guy who's been trained in martial arts hits me square in the dick. Full force. I'm accurate. I don't think you need accuracy at that point. <laughs> On martial arts defense training, there is no specific drill to, like, hit people in the dick. <laughs> There's no dick target. Unless you're playing Saints Row. So, Mark Anthony, you're an asshole. I, I'll take it, you know? I had to take it. No, Find I me. took it. Find me at minimogul.com. You know? <laughs> when I play dominoes and I yell copy cool, it's a galaxy knuckles. That's how I roll, man. All right. So, uh, that's it, right? All right. Coming up on the show... <laughs> Yeah, coming up on the show, we're going to be talking about Tusk. We're talking Cliff Notes is going to be the Secret Wars. We're going to talk about um, our Watching Tusk Together event that we're going to coordinate on Facebook. What happened with the UTJH Mark II run. Our favorite, our top directors is going to be top topics today. And we're going to find out a little bit about what happens in uh, backroom casting couches. <laughs> And uh, Pissing on Graves is going to be... Uh, Ernie Banks, Mr. Cobb. All right. I'd like to welcome Mark Anthony to the show. It's glad to have you here. And uh, I'm Adam Flores. I'm Rodney Sinio. Mark Anthony. <laughs> welcome to Um That Just Happened, the podcast that makes your commute suck just a little bit less. Pre-recorded at the FTC, edited at Lazarus Bay Studios. Recording for posterity on January 25th of 2015 to be aired on February first our first podcast in february of 2015 the love month your weekly episode for audio debauchery um that just happened right, that's it <laughs> so why does it go like that man? backwards it was the backwards episode let's see how many people actually catch this shit some people are gonna be like huh why so backwards <laughs>